Durbin, and you're listening to My Bleeding Ears, and Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears podcast. This is number episode number 166. Welcome back to the show everyone. As you can see I'm a little rusty right now uh, <laughs> introducing us here. Uh, with me today as always is my co-host Jessalyn. Hello. Yeah it's been a couple of months. Yeah I think the last one released was in May so mm -hmm. we've fallen behind but we have a lot of content we want to get through because we've seen a lot of stuff in mm -hmm. the past uh, nearly two months now. Yep. So, uh, without bullshitting even longer, let's get down to it. <laughs> All, All right. right. Usually, um, usually what happens in the podcast, if you haven't listened to us before, is that we like to go through a lot of movies and TV shows that we've watched through time and then um, do our movie of the week at the second part or the second half of the episode. Uh, episodes are usually between, uh, no, they're between about 45 minutes and an hour. Uh, let's get a nice quick one in there if you got to ride or uh, drive somewhere. It's nice and quick. Mm -hmm. uh, every once in a while, they'll be a little longer than that, but I try and stay away from ones that are too, too long. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's start firing through some of the, the movies right. and TV shows that we watched lately, and there are a bunch of them, so, uh, so let's, let's rock. go. So we're going to start with TV shows, how about, because there are a lot of those. Oh, yes. Um, the mm -hmm. oldest one being Ozark, that just oh, yeah. season four has been out the longest. Yes, it has been. Uh -huh. um, the second part, actually, of Ozark season four. It was split into two different parts. Uh, made us wait a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, the wait was worth it. I thought it was an excellent show. And I know a lot of people didn't like how it ended, but I think that's... The only way it could have ended. Uh, if you haven't seen Ozark yet, it's a show that takes place in the Ozarks. It's about uh, a family full um, of, uh, of their their patriarch is a money launderer. And he gets caught up and they move to the Ozarks to kind of get away from all that. And then he continues to launder money because of all these different problems that happen throughout mm -hmm. the show. Uh, it's a very tense show. But it's very, very good, and I recommend it. And this last season was pretty much just tension-filled drama. Yes. Yeah, it is good. I like it. And by the end, I didn't like Wendy or Marty, mm -hmm. but you're probably not supposed to. No. <laughs> I mean, you're really not supposed to like either of them throughout this show anyway. I you're mean, not supposed to like most of the people in this show. In the first season... I could understand, like, okay, they got caught up in this whoopsie-doo, and they're mm -hmm. trying to get clean, but they just can't. Right. And by the end, like, they are not, not interested <laughs> at all in going legit. They're yeah. not. They're, they are gangsters. Yeah, That's they absolutely really are. are. Um, so I, I recommend Ozark. It's, what, four seasons? Um, yeah, four seasons. About, what, like, 50 episodes, maybe, mm -hmm. all together. 
Uh, it's a good watch. Uh, Jason Bateman is is great in it. Yeah, he's uh, excellent. Laura Linney also mm-hmm. is, is incredible in it too. Uh, I think she should also, if there was a nomination, she should totally get that nod because she was great in this. Agreed, she is great. Julia Garner is oh. going to rip your heart out and feed it to you mm-hmm. in this season. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> she is great. And yeah, she has the nominations to. To go by now because mm-hmm. um, she's been nominated a few times for the show, and I remember from the the beginning, I was like, "Wow, I like her a lot." She's great. And yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ozark, check it out. Yeah. Next, we finished up the boys. Season three. three right. Season three, also great. Uh, eight episodes, I believe, or is it? Yeah, it was eight. Episodes. I want to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, nice, short, sweet season. Got what they needed to get done. Uh, this one's uh, the season's a lot crazier than the other ones. Uh, a lot more dicks in this one too. Uh, we saw a lot of dicks in well, this episode. Well, because Herogasm is in this season. Well, so. I'm not. I'm just talking about everything that we've watched. There's a lot of dicks in the movies that's, that we've seen. That's true. Our movie of the week does have some pipe swinging too. Oh, lots of pipe swinging. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, there's a, a nice. Night uh, was it like the first episode where the there's like a, a shrinking superhero. Oh yes, yeah, it is the first episode. And he crawls into um, he shrinks himself inside another man's penis and makes some orgasm through there until he sneezes and blows up and ends up blowing up. The other yeah, it kills the guy. Yeah, this is. Um, I don't know why I continue to be shocked by the violence. Like, yeah. every single season is violent, but still, mm-hmm. stuff like this happens, and I'm like, oh my god, like clutching my pearls. <laughs> how violent this show is. <laughs> but it's fun. They're having fun with it. It's, I mean, yeah, there's serious things in there too, but mostly, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's based on a comic book, of course. But they do deal with a lot of things happening today, and uh, they make fun of them, and a lot of them are, a lot of different parts of the show are right on the nose. They're not even trying to be obscure about things, it's, yeah. But right. it's it's still very, very fun, and I had a great time watching the season, and they've greenlit season four, so. Yeah, I'm excited. Carl um, Urban is awesome. Uh, he always I, uh, is. I know he's underrated. He is very underrated is he as though? an actor. Okay. As an actor, yes. And, and the reason I say that, and it will always come back to this, is Judge Dredd. Yes. I'm not saying he was he's like a great force to be reckoned with in acting, but he took that role and wore the fucking helmet the entire movie. He did. Didn't take that shit off. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed by that. And, I was, and from there, uh, I just thought he was great in other things, too. Of course, Star Trek. And, of course, there was the one time I went to uh, like a, a comic convention, and he was there, and I was just walking up and down the aisles, and I saw him. Very tall guy, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said he's a large man. He's tall, and he was looking at, like, Legos and shit. And at one point, he, like, looked at something that had a smirk and then walked away. <laughs> it was, like, he's the funniest thing. Australian, right? I believe so, yes. Okay. Man, he's been in so much stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah, it's a great show. Everybody's good in it. I didn't like where Huey was going, but I was relieved by the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. At Huey's arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other TV shows? Yep. Stranger Things. Ah, Yes. Stranger Things Season Season 4, where they had, what was that, the first six or seven episodes, uh, or eight episodes, and then they split it up again into 
two episodes that were released like a month later. Yeah, long episodes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. To close up the season and everything. And I actually was hoping this would be the last season, but uh, there's going to be one more, which in retrospect, I think it will kind of close everything out well enough. Um, I- I'm thinking they're going to time jump a little bit, and it's going to be a about they the, have to. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be about around the t- same time that uh, I want to say the kids are in senior year, possibly. Or they could just... Uh, yeah, or they could just take up right after, but I don't think that would make too much sense. I mean, the fact that they're portraying freshmen in high school is laughable at this point. <laughs> kids are all... Well, they still do... Like, they, 18 or 19. <laughs> they... You know what? They... They... They still pull it off. I want to say they still pull it off compared to a lot of other teenage True. movies we've seen. Yeah. Because look at, we were watching the other day, Heathers. Yes. Come on. They're, they're <laughs> the mid-20s. Yeah. yeah, come on. <laughs> These kids are at least teenagers, and it's still believable. Yeah. Actually, I don't want to, I feel like Winona Ryder was in her early 20s. She was pretty young when yeah. she did Beetlejuice, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they but were the still. But the others, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still, uh, it was still a good season. It um, there was nothing I really disliked about it necessarily. It was still it was fun. I had a good time watching it, and um, I couldn't wait to see the next episodes. Of course, uh, I think we finished mm-hmm. we finished it in about a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Took our time with it for the most part, and then uh, waited until the final two episodes were released, and we uh, blew through those in like two days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good season. I had a really good time. There was some. I like some of the new characters that are in there. Yeah, I'm always excited to see Jamie Kimball Bauer. He's very beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. I actually just watched a video of him reading thirst tweets, and you guys, stop sexually harassing Jamie Kimball Bauer. Why? Because you want to? They are dirty. <laughs> They're dirty. I felt oh. bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm always excited to see him. He's great in this. Mm-hmm. He's Vecna. Spoilers. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. It was was a good time. So, yeah, definitely check out. If you're dying into Stranger Things, of course, and you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you would enjoy it. Agreed. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, check it out. All right. I think that's all our shows. Except for the show I watched. Oh, right, right. I'll get it. A Black Summer. Yay! You got it! I did it. Yeah, it's, that's a running joke, I think, of um, Jessalyn continuously asking me what I'm watching when I'm watching the same thing. I was just fucking with you today. <laughs> today, and you yes. I got kind of mad about today, it. Today, yes. <laughs> I wrote down Black Whatever Zombie Show is on Netflix. <laughs> so, Black Summer, how was it? It was very good. Okay. It's. It is a great alternative to The Walking Dead. And, of course, that's the show that it's going to be referenced to the most because right. it deals with zombies. Um, but in Black Summer, though, they cut out, like, 95% of the drama that happens in, like, The Walking Dead. They cut out most of the dialogue that would happen in The Walking Dead. There's no point in time where two characters are going to share a moment with each other and talk about whatever the past or how they're feeling or anything like that it's way more realistic the dialogue is at a minimum because these motherfuckers are scared because the zombies in this show aren't the slow moving romero zombies these are the fast moving 28 days later and not everyone's sitting there getting headshots and shit 
it's not like that at all. There's no complete badasses. Everyone's fucking. Uh, Jamie King is the uh, like one of the main characters, or she is the main character in this show, and you you somewhat follow her and a bunch of other people through um, them just trying to survive through the city that they're in to try and make it to the stadium, which they've been told is their their way out and to their way to safety. So uh, a bunch of these different characters meet up and um, they make it to the the, the arena. And I don't want to spoil too much if you haven't seen this show. I mean, I, it's amazing. I was I was floored by it actually. Uh, I actually think you might enjoy it. Um, Maybe I'm still so burned out on zombies. But it's it's they it's they throw all the melodrama out. Which okay. which I think makes it makes Walking Dead so much of a bummer. Oh, it's so joyless, and it yeah. is. And Black Summer isn't like that at all. Okay, it's it's. I'm not gonna say it's completely different, but the tension in the show is just it, it's constant, and you're just waiting for something to happen, and it does happen. Um, you're you won't be disappointed by this show, and the way that it works too isn't that um you know in the walking dead or any other tv show you'll deal with a group of people and then you'll deal with another group of people and maybe another group of people and then you'll come back to that initial group of people and see them advance to whatever they're doing mm -hmm. what this show does is that it will keep you with a group of people and say these people break off you'll stay with these other people until the end okay not to the end of the show necessarily but to the end of what they were doing Okay. And then the show will pick up to that branching part and it'll lead you to where that group of people or that person is going and it will continue until that chapter's over. And it's not jumping back and forth, which kind of, I'm not saying is confusing or anything. It's just, it slows the show down a lot. Mm -hmm. But with this show, when they do that, it's just, it just makes things so much better and so much filled with much more tension and okay. I, can't, I can't stress the tension part enough because this show is just full of it so um i highly recommend it and i am about halfway through season two and uh, i watched about like four or five episodes last night because mm -hmm. uh, i was really getting into it because it's i mean it really you really pulls you in because i mean you don't know what's going to happen or you don't know who you're going to follow next or who's going to get it next and and yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And it's a definite plus for me. Okay. How many seasons are there out there, right now? There are only two seasons okay. out, and there are about eight episodes each season. So it's nice and quick. Okay. And the episodes range from about 22 minutes to like 40 minutes. Oh, great. It's fucking quick, man. And okay. they get you in. They don't bullshit around. They don't dawdle along. Um, and yeah, like I said, there's no melodrama. And there's mm -hmm. no, no... Nothing like that. Everything's pushed to the side because... There's, they're just trying to survive. They're trying to get, get yeah. out of this thing. And what I also would say, too, is that I want to say that this show is what would uh, is what everything that we've missed in The Walking Dead. Because when you first start watching The Walking Dead, you follow Rick Grimes. Mm -hmm. He gets shot, and then he's in the hospital, and then he wakes up, and then the zombie apocalypse had happened. Right. Uh, this is while it's pretty much happening and while everything is still going to shit. Okay. So you're not going to get like these mangled up looking zombies walking around. These are mostly just human beings. I mean, they look very much like from uh, uh, 
28 Days Later. I mean, okay. really, really close. Fast and ragey? Yes, very okay. ragey and, very, and will not stop. And, okay. Um, they did this show right. So Do uh, they die the same way, headshots? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they had a, but like I said before, though, it's not like you have all these people with guns shooting at them and just getting like a headshot and they're down. It's, you know what? I would say um, if, I mean, I know you've played it, but if you've played the Resident Evil 2 uh, video remake video game and how you shoot the zombies in there, it's kind of like that. Okay. Like you're getting shots on them, but it's, it's, you're not going to get them with one shot. You're going to yeah. get multiple headshots, you get multiple body shots. And it's barely putting them down. And it's not like, uh, like you'll see in some movies where they'll shoot a zombie and it'll fall and it'll stay like that for a second and then get up. No, it's not like that. They just keep They coming. just keep fucking coming. Okay. Uh, so it's an awesome show. So I, I can't give it any more thumbs up than I can. <laughs> if, I had, if I had more arms, I'd give it more thumbs up. <laughs> All uh, right. So check it out. Ringing endorsement. Black yes. Summer. I'll Black's, never forget. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll see about that. <laughs> Um, next. So why don't you keep going with the movies that you've seen without me? Okay, I finally got to check out, um, whatchamacallit, oh, a couple movies actually that you didn't watch with me. One of them was an early John Woo movie that I haven't seen, and it was called Heroes Shed No Tears, and, um, it was okay. It was one of his movies before, um, like, uh, uh The Killer and A Better Tomorrow, before he completely got his style down mm-hmm. and, and got his craft down for um like gangster and shoot 'em up movies because before then he did a lot of like kung fu films uh martial arts films and they're just done differently than and action shoot 'em up kind of movies so you can see he's kind of getting his footing in this one more and then um yeah there's a lot of shooting and, and shit blowing up and everything and of course, there's a character in it very reminiscent of like a Chai Yun Fat character. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, I do that with some of his movies where I think Chai Yun Fat should have been in it. Uh, and this is one of them. He could have played the lead role of our hero in the film. Or in a movie like Bullet, Bullet in the Head, I think he could have played the role of. Uh, it's not like the lead role necessarily, but the role that Simon Yam has in it, where he's kind of like a more mature fathery kind of figure to these other characters uh, all in all i think it was i mean it, it was uh if you like 80s action movies that were made like in the philippines and are kind of grindhousey a little bit you'll like it and it'll be a higher tier kind of one of those movies but not up to to his standards of now gotcha and, and of the late 80s early 90s john Woo. And wait to clarify, though it's not John Woo. It is John Woo. I think you're reading the wrong. Heroes have no heroes shed no tears. Oh, okay. So, so it's not the one ones. from 1980. I believe it's 85. It's from all right. So yeah, uh, another movie which I did see without you, and it's another one. I don't know if I talked about it last time, um, but I've talked about the director before. His name is Alex de la Iglesia. He mm-hmm. is um, he's like a. The, the Spielberg of Spain, I want to say in a way, he um, he directed this one movie called Asian Mutante, and in English it, it translates to uh, Mutant Action. So it's I mean you saw parts of it. I don't know if you remember any of it though. It's about uh, these these deformed people in the 
far future where like rich people have everything and poor people have nothing so like these mutants that they call themselves uh, are terrorists and what they end up doing is that they uh, attack and kidnap an important person's daughter and want to sell her for uh, for money and that's like their whole plan but Ramon like their leader he ends up double crossing all of the other mutants and ends up taking the girl for himself but what ends up happening is he meets a bunch of other people and a bunch of other mutant kind of people who try and steal her or uh, what else ends up happening is like like you think she's a real bourgeois kind of, of, of girl but a woman but um, halfway through the movie she wants to join them and 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 help them out in in a way uh, but Ramon, like the main bad guy who just wants to trade her in, isn't doesn't give a shit at all about the movement. We find out he's more into the money. Okay. Um, visually, it's a great looking movie. Uh, I haven't seen it in probably close to twenty years, maybe like fifteen to twenty years, and I think I liked it a bit more this time around because I got a uh, a DVD copy of it because I had to get a bootleg when I was uh, off of eBay back in like. 2000 I want to say huh. 2001 that's the only way it was available for me to get um, and it was a VHS tape of second or third generation so now I got to see it finally in HD and wow I got to see a lot more of the style and the artwork and the cinematography of it and it looks really good especially for a movie that came out I want to say it was mid to late 90s uh, I recommend it if you can find it you can buy a disc version of it on Amazon um, my friend found me a copy of it, and so that's all I'm going to say. That's nice of your friends. Yep. However that happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so if you can, Asyal Mutante. Mutant okay. action, man. Check it out. <clears throat> I loved it. Any more that you watched without me? Uh, I'll probably remember shortly, uh, but yeah, go ahead. Throw, throw one out there. All right. So one that I watched without you... Firestarter, the reboot. It's on Peacock now, so I didn't pay anything for it, and I had to. And to be fair, I don't actually think I've seen the original Firestarters all the way through. So I at either. first, I was like, "Well, nobody can compete with Drew Barrymore, which she was a child." But I don't even think I actually yeah. saw the movie. <laughs> I'm sure she's great because she's Drew Effing Barrymore, but um. It's fine. Just, I have one question. Why? why? Yeah, that's the usual question. Who why? was like, we need a new fire starter. <laughs> and you um, know, I'll, I, I want to cut in real quick and say the exact same thing of why is for the Munsters movie why? coming out. Who is that for? Yeah. Did you watch the um, trailer for it? No, I haven't. Oh my God. I couldn't possibly It less. looks fucking terrible is it serious it's no well, it's, a, it's a comedy it's a pg comedy see that's what confuses me it's yeah. rob zombie so i expected it to be like crass and disgusting mm -hmm. but that's not what it no, is no that's not not what it is at all um it looks like it's a um prequel to the show because it looks like this is when lily and, and herman munster meet and start dating or whatever kind of thing yeah, it looks, and like, oh man, how it's filmed and the lighting, it looks like a 90s commercial for, for race, for like a race car track or something. Or, right. or <laughs> when does that come out? Uh, I don't even know, but it's going straight to streaming. I think Paramount, maybe, or Peacock, one of those channels, one of those streaming channels. 
So it's not getting a theatrical release, which, um, okay, fine. I don't think anyone Good. will see it anyway. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> that's probably smart. I, I, well, you'll, you'll save a, a Nelson Muntz laugh for me when I point at the, the uh, box office mojo and laugh at it. <laughs> uh, he only made half a million dollars for this piece of shit movie that barely, like, 18 people want to see. And I, mean, I feel like, yeah, the people who might actually be sort of curious about it would be around my parents' age also didn't ask for it. Don't know anything about Rob Zombie. Yeah. So why on earth would they care? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, back to the movies that we've actually watched. Yeah, Firestarter, it's fine. Zac Efron's always good. I always enjoy seeing Zac mm-hmm. Efron. He's just usually in movies that aren't Aren't, aren't great. good, yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, it's too bad. But I'm sure Zac Efron's got that Disney money. He's doing yeah, fine. He's, he's going to be just fine. fine. The next one I saw without you was The Lost City, because mm-hmm. I had to. It's Sandra Bullock and uh, Channing Tatum. Um, it's a little tiny. It's a bit of a mess. It's a little too long, but it is funny. I mean, obviously, it's a remake of Romancing the Stone. Pretty Whether much, anybody's yeah. saying it or not, it yeah. is. Um, what I do like about it is that, again, Sandra Bullock is paired with a man who's like 15 years younger than mm-hmm. she is, yeah. just like the proposal. Which I also made you watch because whenever it's on, I just watch it. <laughs> I don't even like it. I just, nah, right. I haven't even laughed once at that movie, and I've seen it like four times. Um, so, The Lost City, I would say check it out. When it's free, I paid for it. I didn't need to do that. Yeah, you sure did pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, the I think Sandra Bullock is delightful. I think Channing Tatum is delightful. Yeah, um, sure. Harry Potter makes a really fun bad guy. I enjoyed it. Um, check it out. Check it out when it's free. Um, next one I watched on my own. Well, I went to go see this one with my girlfriends. The Black Phone, uh-huh. which is still was in theaters as of... We went to see it on Tuesday because that was like the last day. It was and then now I think today it's available on demand or whatever, how you can rent it. Uh, Damn it. Yeah. We had talked about just coming over here and watching it. <laughs> the four that of was- us. <laughs> And I wanted to tell you, but I was like, nah. Yeah, I mean, I thought about it. You know, we wanted to go out and see movies, so yeah, I'm glad we did that. We had a good time. That's why I didn't deter you from doing it, yeah. because I know you guys wanted to go out and hang out, otherwise I would be like, yeah, it's going to be all right. Yeah, I thought so, but no, I'm glad that we went out. It was, for a Tuesday night, for a movie that's not going to be in theaters anymore, that wasn't advertised a whole lot, there were actually quite a few people in there. I wouldn't say busy, but not yeah. empty, for sure. Um, the same people who came up with Sinister, Sinister 2, mm-hmm. um... Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, right. Um, it's nothing like those movies. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a horror movie, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know, Sinister and Sinister 2 can get kind of upsettingly gory. Yeah, yeah. Um, this didn't. Um, Ethan Hawke's great. I really like what Ethan Hawke <laughs> is doing with his time right now. He, he's taken some really interesting roles, especially yeah. a couple of villains, and this is no exception. He is not the good guy in this. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, he has been showing up a lot lately, and he is playing. Yeah, he's playing the the roles that aren't either the pretty boy or the disturbed youth or kind of thing. Right, you know? what he used to do in the nineties and right. early two thousands. He's not doing that anymore. Good, good. Yeah, or even God. Explorers when he's like thirteen. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> anyway, it's not very good. Um, mm. We all agreed like it didn't 
piss us off. Right. Um, but it's it's not that great. All of us thought there was one jump scare that was really good at the beginning, and we thought, okay, here we go, here we go, uh, and that was really it uh, from there. Um, no gore, which is fine as long as it's scary, but it right. it wasn't really. And that's another thing with um, Black Summer, too. Yeah. Is that there's not a lot of gore. Okay, so not like The Walking Dead it's, in that it's, regard. It's not exploitative. I see. Okay. It's not like, hey, look at these effects, blah, kind of thing. Right. No. Like and, the boys. <laughs> but, oh, and I keep going to Black Summer because I like it so much. I know. Is that it, it's not a bunch of cuts either. It's very, like, a lot of these scenes are like one cut or two cuts or it's done cleverly. Wow. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I know... I, I do love a long shot. And there's plenty of them, and I would encourage you to watch it. Or I, uh, maybe not love, but appreciate how hard that is to do. Yeah, and they, they fucking pull it off. And yeah. there's so many scenes in the show where they do it, I'm like, wow, they did a great job of that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Anyway, uh, Black Phone. Black Phone. Wow. It's fine. Um, If it's free, or if it's like five bucks now mm-hmm. i'd say do it for okay. ethan hawk alone he's fun you know if you didn't like the movie you know what you should say the black phone just hang it up just hang it up <laughs> waka 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 <laughs> uh, i think that reference really dated us yeah yeah um, yours we were watching Muppets <laughs> documentary i was giving an ago. old man joke <laughs> your dad joke and my <laughs> joke from the 70s um it's fine. Um, Sinister or Sinister 2 are both better. Mm. Although I don't think I can watch Sinister 2 again. Oh, yeah. The rat thing. I really don't like that. Did not. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And then I think the last thing that I watched on my own... Monstrous. Was Monstrous. Yeah. That is the Christina Ricci horror movie on Amazon. It's an Amazon original. Maybe it was in theaters. I don't remember. No, you saw it. I don't think it was in theaters. I thought we probably would have heard about it. Yeah, I well, I don't know right whether it was in select theaters or what. Oh, I oh. definitely saw it on TV. Like, oh really? Last week. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I just watched it. Oh, I thought you meant the trailer that you saw. Oh no, you yeah. Well, you you rented this movie. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't recall ever seeing it in theaters. Okay. Or any advertisements of it in theaters? Then yeah, it's on Amazon. And maybe not an Amazon For original, sure. but on Amazon. Okay. Um, and it's. It's interesting, and there's a twist ending, and Christina Ricci's okay, which is disappointing, because Christina Ricci's better than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wondered, like, why is this just okay? This twist could have been really interesting. There are a lot of things that are out of place that maybe rewatching it again would make it more fun, now that you know the twist. So I looked up who directed it. And it's the same guy who did I Know Who Killed Me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's why we needed a real director. And then this movie could have actually been pretty good. Yeah. Well. And I'm not, hey, we, actors have off movies. This was not Christina Ricci's best work. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not bad, but eh. Okay, what's the movie about? So it's about a woman in the 50s or so. Or she's got like these 50s clothes but telling you more about it would completely spoil it anyway she leaves her husband supposedly because he was abusive Mm -hmm. and goes to hide somewhere really far away doesn't tell him where she is um and takes her son with her her like 11 year old son Mm -hmm. 
that is seemingly what the movie is about at the beginning. Right. Until but, we get to... And then I feel like if M. Night Shyamalan had gotten this, yeah. it would have been way more interesting. Okay. I kind of... I'm kind of... <laughs> I, 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 I overheard the movie a little bit. And I can kind of see where it was heading from there. Yeah. And I kind of got like the movie from there. So I could probably tell you what happens, but I won't I'll let whomever I mean, I don't to... care if you do. Do you all care if we ruin Monstrous? I don't think they're going to answer, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, no, your don't silence ruin it. is indicated. Don't ruin it. Just, um, no. Uh, from you saying it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie, I'm sure people can kind of... I mean, not that. There's a twist at the end. Right. That I'm... you... The whole time, you can tell something's not right. Right. But I feel like an actor, or excuse me, a director of the same caliber as like M. Night Shyamalan would have made that more interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. And this was the guy who did I Know Who Kill Me, killed mm -hmm. me. And he's, you're just not good at this, sweetie. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next movie. All right. Monstrous. So check it out if it's free, which it's not. All right. Now movies that we watch together. Let's go. <coughs> Excuse me. Mad God um, is the first one. We were actually going to make that our movie of the week. And yes. then you changed your mind because... I would probably sound like a complete fucking idiot if I tried to explain the movie. <laughs> That's why we didn't do it. Well, and there's almost no dialogue at all. Mm -hmm. um, it's very surreal. Yes. Um, so this movie is directed by Phil Tippett. Uh, if you don't know who Phil Tippett is, he is a special effects wizard. Yes. He's been working on movies for a very, very long time. He worked on Jurassic Park, uh, a lot of big budget stuff, a lot of lower budget stuff. Um, and this is like stop Stop motion, motion. animation. Pretty much the whole movie is stop motion animation. Mm -hmm. I always remembered Phil Tippett since, I, since Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. actually. Um, because my guidance counselor in uh, freshman year of high school, his name was Phil Tippett. Aww. So I always kind of remembered that name. And I was like, oh, Phil Tippett. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, this movie, I, I'm going to say you should check it out. Check it out. Um, it's, my friend said to me, oh, it's like an hour and a half tool video. It's like 83 minutes. Like, yeah. Not even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, which he's not wrong but um there's different interpretations you can get from this movie which i i'm really not gonna say um but uh it's masterfully done it's gorgeous to look at the yes. um it's very very interesting movie um and that's pretty much all i'll say about it other than um just how well done it is and yeah <coughs> yeah there's no dialogue or anything in the movie but um like I said, you just come to your own interpretation of what it means. Visually stunning. I mean, to make 83 minutes of stop motion is unbelievable. Yes. yes. And then there are certain parts of the movie where I thought it was live action, but it was no. It was still stop motion. Is it? Because it does look like there are actors Well, there in are. It. In some parts, there are actors in it. But I'm talking about there are some other parts in it where I thought um, a character, like one of the main characters you follow in the movie was actual live action person. Oh, I see. But he wasn't. I gotcha. So. Yeah, it's amazing mm -hmm. in that regard. Um, maybe just not my cup of tea. Yeah, it didn't but... look like you were enjoying yourself yeah. very much with it. It's okay. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I did not think it would make a good episode of My Bleeding Ears. No, it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I feel <laughs> like you, either we talk about it for three days or we talk about it for five minutes. Mm -hmm, right. It's just not... Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it doesn't really work that way. But it's on Shudder. Uh, if you have Shudder, check it out. Agreed. Next, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage. Right. Um, which is surprisingly charming. It I, is. I, nev- I had no idea. Who knows what Nicolas Cage is going to do? Not even the director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, this was fun. This is just... Um, a, a faux version of Nicolas Cage. Right. Um, like an inflated version of Nicolas Cage. Right. Um, and he is... He's trying to make money. He's going broke. Mm-hmm. Or there's Which some other... true about Nicolas yeah. Cage. <laughs> um, so a uh, someone offers him a job of like a million dollars to pretty much recreate some scenes or recreate a movie or make their own movie uh so uh, this guy pedro is played by pedro pascal uh the mandalorian and the red viper from uh game of thrones Thrones. uh so nicholas cage relents and goes to hang out with this guy and they end up becoming friends in a way and then um nick cage is confronted by i want to say cia or fbi agents saying like this dude's a major drug dealer like we need you to get close to him kind of thing and Madcap capers happen, and mm-hmm. we go from there. And uh, I had a good time watching the movie. I thought Me it was too. pretty good. Uh, I would say check it out. Um, I really can't say that anything really bad about it because it's probably one of the best Nicolas Cage movies to come it out. Really in a long time. is. <laughs> and Pedro Pascal has no problem keeping up with him. No. Their chemistry is really good. It verges on zany, but. Mm-hmm. Entertaining and funny. Yeah, Pedro Pascal rules, man. He does. He's one of the. I'm, I'm happy he's getting some of these big roles. You know, he, yeah. he deserves it. He's awesome. I agree. He's an excellent actor. Uh, all right, so, so check that out. Yes, check it out. It was fun. Um, next, we saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Um, uh, I was not a big fan of the first Doctor Strange movie. I thought it was actually kind of boring. I didn't even finish it. Uh, I thought Cumberbatch kind of sucked. Uh, not necessarily for his acting, but more for his character. He was very... Well, to me, he was unlikable. Yeah. But luckily, through like the Spider-Man movies and, and the Avengers movies, he became a bit more likable. Yeah, like Ragnarok was sort of redeeming for me you like him a lot yeah, more in yeah that. he was <laughs> yeah, he's funny he in that <laughs> he is um and then yeah through the avengers and through um uh spider-man too so yeah he's appearing in a lot of these marvel movies mm-hmm. um of course this one is uh directed by sam raimi um uh, so we get a lot of raimi shots in the movie i liked it a lot actually i i I, 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 I know you too. didn't like it. No, much. I did. I did. It smacks of Sam Raimi, especially when we get to the end. I don't care, y'all. I'm going to spoil it. They have to resurrect uh, Doctor Strange's corpse <laughs> in a certain dimension. And that part is so Sam Raimi. It's like the most Sam Raimi Sam Raimi thing that's ever Sam Raimi in a Marvel movie. Yes. And it's funny. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a really good time. This movie is a really good time. Yeah, I had fun, fun with it. Uh, I like how uh, America Chavez was um, uh, shown to us here. I liked, um, like, I didn't watch uh, WandaVision, so I guess I was kind of lost in a couple things. Oh, God. But um, it was still enjoyable, and it didn't take me too long to kind of catch up with it. 
Yes. You, you're a big fan of that. WandaVision yeah. is my favorite of all the Disney Plus Marvel movie, Marvel shows that have come out. Wonder, WandaVision is still my favorite. You dropped off because you couldn't stand the sitcom format. Yeah, but that, that changes. Horrible. I would encourage you to come back to well, it. Well, like episode four? Like, I'm not going to sit around that. this crap. Well, like, episode sorry. four is really more like a modern family type Ugh. single cam. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, see, I can't do it, man. Sorry. Um, anyway, so... I, but I don't think that you need to have seen WandaVision to really feel like Wanda's grief yes, in yes. this movie. You can um, get it from Endgame, anyway. Yeah. But, She's gonna break your heart. Elizabeth mm. Olsen also always great. She's really good in it too. Yeah. yeah, I like her. She's she's always does a pretty good job. She just wants her imaginary kids back <laughs> that she invented when she was possessing an entire town. Is that too much to ask? Stop <laughs> screaming at me, please. <laughs> yeah, check it out, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Um, next, we watched. Speaking of. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. We watched Morbius. No. Oh, uh, 2022. Oh. It's on Amazon now. Um, oh. Who asked for this? Are there Morbius fans out there? Because to be fair, I didn't know who this was. Nah, I don't know. But um, I wouldn't think that many. He's... I mean, I, I know of him because of the comic books and trading cards I had and action figures and yeah. video games and stuff. So I, I know of Morbius. I don't really know Morbius that well. So I think they tried to give us uh, more of a like a Batman character and it was a little more on the nose than they thought because he's actually dealing with some fucking bats. Right. It is pretty uh, on the nose. He's rich and shit. So yeah, um, he's prestigious and everything. Um but yeah, this is a what, Jared Leto movie about Morbius the Vampire from Marvel Comics. Uh, this is a Sony production as opposed to a Disney production. Mm -hmm. So it's more of like the Sony kind of universe of like Carnage and Venom and um, whoever the fuck. They're coming up with Craven next. Uh, just probably fail yeah. horribly too. Who's, I mean, I know who Craven is. Who's playing Craven? Well, the Kickass is playing uh, Craven. Oh, Aaron Taylor yes. Johnson. Okay. Um, right. Even though he played Quicksilver, hey, he's another fucking character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not the only one who played Quicksilver. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not good. Um, At all. No. But I, I like it wasn't, we had fun ripping on it. Yeah. So I guess I still had a good time. I didn't. Watching I a it, stupid I, movie. I thought it was pretty horrible. Yeah. Um, Matt Smith, again, great and he makes Jared Leto look like this is his very first acting gig. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not very good. Um, I wouldn't waste my time with this crap. The effects look like shit. The action looks like effects shit. They're so bad. Ugh. Uh, I, I don't even want to talk about it anymore because I'm yeah. just going to shit all over it. It's not good. Uh, pass. Um, next. Um, let's do another one that wasn't that good. Jurassic Park Dominion. Now, I was already biased because I hated the first one. Mm -hmm. I hated the second one less, but it's still pretty stupid. Mm -hmm. And this one continues with its stupidity. Yeah. We do get some main characters from the originals back, so that's fun. Um, but who gives a shit, though? They don't do anything. Yeah, it's very, They do very little. In the movie. Um, yeah, they really don't have much to do. No, yeah. no. It's just like, hey, you remember this stuff when you were a kid, right? Well, here it is again. And it's a little older. Yeah. Uh, and there was a moment where I really thought this movie was going to have the balls to kill Jeff Goldblum. 
and then they didn't do it. No. And I was slightly disappointed. <laughs> I love you, Jeff Goldblum. I don't want you to die. I'm just saying. Yeah. I went for Bryce. All right. I've let that, yeah. I've let that be known. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, her character is a lot less offensive in this than oh, yeah. the first one, so that's good. She's yes, running character. around in high heels. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks like she eats <laughs> breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still not good. I left the theater for 20 minutes, and I came back, and they were still on the way to the place that they were going to go. <laughs> um, it's action-packed. I'll give them that. Um, <laughs> it's stupid, action-packed. Um, but not too much bothered me, and it's... Um... There are so many winks. Mm-hmm. Dodson is the main villain in mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. Dodson, if you don't know, is the guy we only see at the very beginning of the first one. We've got Dodson here! Yeah. But from what I've heard, though, is that I think he gets killed in the first Jurassic Park book. Oh. I think... I've read the book, but God, it was so long exactly. ago. Exactly. He's not even that great of a character yeah. in the book. Um, but yeah, I, Long is good now, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so if you like Jurassic Park and you need to finish this, uh, what is it, sextilogy or whatever, or second, <laughs> second the, trilogy of it. it. Did it make a ton of money? They'll make it. Oh yeah, money. it always makes a ton of money. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, yeah, of course they'll make another few of them, but and everyone will see them too because everyone loves dinosaurs. They even did, like, there's so many winks. I'm so irritated. Oh, like with Jeff Goldblum when he Jeff buttons Goldblum up his shirt? Button, buttoning his shirt. <laughs> um, the fucking dinosaurs that have feathers. Mm-hmm. Um, which, okay, fine. Probably scientifically accurate. We know a lot yes. more now than we did then. But it's a wink because that was the, like, cockamamie theory that Dr. Sam Neill had at the beginning, Dr. Mm-hmm. Grant, that he turned out to be right. Right. Um, Anyway, uh, I would say wait till it's streaming somewhere yeah. and rent it for five dollars. That's okay. that's what I'll say. If you like if you like the Jurassic Park movies, you want some action. There you go. Yeah, that, it's all you. Owen, uh, Chris Pratt isn't nearly as unlikable in this as he is no. in the first two, and I love Chris Pratt. Well, they cut him. They cut a lot of his dialogue down. I want to say. Oh, I mean, okay. he really doesn't have a lot of dialogue in this movie. I wouldn't even say he's the main character. No, in this. I wouldn't yeah. say that either. I would say Bryce Dallas Howard is probably the main character mm-hmm. for the most part. <clears throat> she at least has like the most to do in this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, five dollar rental. Zone out to it. Yeah. You know what? I, you know I'm gonna quit saying and 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 quit referring things to as mindless action or turn your brain off when you go and see this movie. Because, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to turn my fucking brain off to just so I can be <laughs> as stupid as the fucking movie. I heard that shit a lot about certain films. And I can't remember necessarily which one it is. But I was I was at a point in time where I was on, like, it was Facebook or some message board where, where people were like, oh, we'll just turn your brain off. And I'm like, no, man. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch this movie and and somewhat critique it. Yeah, I get it. I do like watching silly things where I can turn my brain off. But I don't like it when people say that to me because my opinion was the movie was bad. Yes. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. My opinion is just <laughs> as valid as yours. Yes, yes. If you liked it, great. Art is subjective. That's yes, the beauty of it. Exactly. But, but you're still fucking me. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me that I didn't watch it correctly. That's like all. I did. I, <laughs> yeah. If I can remember what movie someone was talking about, 
Lots of stuff. And, yeah. Or just um, one of them was like Willy's Wonderland. Ugh. That's one of them. It's like, not even fun. It's though. not even fun. Yeah. It's it's just horrible. Yeah. The best thing about that movie is Nicolas Cage doesn't even talk. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's move on. Let's get dressed. All right. Shit. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Ah, yes. We just watched this last night, right? I, or the night before, yes. actually. And it's fine. I like Beavis and Butthead. But again, who asked for this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, who asked for it? Um, I didn't necessarily ask for this movie. I, I am asking for them to critique more music videos. Unless... That, I really thought we'd see maybe at least one or like maybe mm. after the credits. Yes. But that doesn't happen. I would say this is a, um, just a, a super long episode of Beavis and Butthead, just like yeah. Beavis and Butthead do America. Do America. Yeah. For the most part, that's what it is. This time they go to space. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and enter a black hole and transport themselves to the year 2022. Yeah. So now Beavis and Butthead are in, um, are in, in present time, which I think this is pretty much just setting up another uh tv show of them because now um it would be done differently if they were just still with all the cl same classmates right. they and have shit. to upgrade right like, so, update right yeah. so now it's gonna be if they do have a show and if this movie does well they'll probably come out with another uh a series and it will have them with like cell phones and stuff and yeah and with all this weird technology and they're just gonna be just as fucking stupid now, as they were when. Yeah. So. And newer music videos. Yes, yeah. Um. Well, they did, I want to say it was probably over 10 years ago now, where they, they kind of rebooted the the show, and they did still show some music videos, but they also showed them ripping on MTV shows. Like reality TV. Yes. Like I remember laughing Jersey Shore so shit. hard, <laughs> I peed a little. Yeah. I remember there was one where they, like, this one dude was... Uh, he was like a, a waiter at the, like a Chili's or something, and his metal band also performed there. And no, they just fucking cream this dude. That's <laughs> great. I don't remember exact. The one I laughed the hardest at is the reality show with fetishes, where this guy has a foot fetish. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what they said specifically, but I laughed so hard I couldn't like get the air in fast enough. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is still. Good. If you like Beavis yeah. and Butthead, you're gonna like you'll this. You'll still like. You'll still laugh, and uh, it's still funny. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Next. All right. Next. I think maybe my favorite movie of the year so far. Uh, Everything, what it is. everywhere, all at once. It was really good. It's really good. I know a lot of people probably talked about this and found about this movie already. Um, it, it's like a, a multiverse movie. Yeah. Uh, came out around the same time as Doctor Strange. But um, it's really, really good. It's really well done. Stars Michelle Yeoh and uh, Kwai Kwan. Mm -hmm. Sh Short Round and Data. Right. Um, he's what, great. He is so really, nice really good. He's he is so really, good. really good in this movie. Yeah. So is Michelle Yeoh. And I'm happy that she got this role. Yeah. Because supposedly, I think this role was initially going to be for Jackie Chan. That's what I heard. It was written for him. And right. I heard that down. too. Yeah. Which, good. Um, I think. I think people know who Michelle Yeoh is for the most part. Uh, she was in Crouching Tiger. She was in Sunshine. She pops up in all sorts of Crazy movies. Rich Asians, I think, is the latest one that everyone would know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And but before that, she was she worked in Hong Kong cinema, and that's where I first saw her. I actually wrote a paper on her. I want to say I was 
in eighth grade. Oh. Um, just, and, I mean, it was from a book and everything. I don't even have the book anymore. Um, just about uh, uh, action heroes and Asian action stars and female ones in particular. Um, so I've known about her for, for many years, even before Crouching Tiger came out. Yeah. And she became even more of an international star, which she really is. So I'm happy that she got this role over Jackie Chan because everyone knows who fucking Jackie Chan is. Yeah. Jackie Chan has kicked the shit out of pretty much 400,000 people. So you, if you were to go into this movie and you see Jackie Chan, you kind of know what's going to happen. You just see Jackie Chan. You're like, all right, he's going to do Kung Fu and all this yeah. shit happen. Michelle Yeoh, not necessarily because she isn't as well known. She's well known, but she's not as much as Jackie Chan. So... If you go into this movie kind of blind and you see this woman uh, acting, you know, doing a great job in acting, and then also kicking, like kicking ass and doing flips and stuff, where I I want to say fifty fifty is probably. I mean, she's a bit older now. Uh, I want to say fifty fifty is stunt double, but a lot of the shit is her doing it too, which is really impressive. And I'm happy that people got to experience that and got to see how all the different talents that she has and how. It, she can carry a movie. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's awesome that uh, the director of this movie, well, Daniels, directors, did with her. And I'm, I'm very happy with the outcome. I think it overstays his welcome just a little pinch, but it's uh, very long. well done. Yeah. Um, if it had starred Jackie Chan, I know it would not have... I wouldn't have related to it as much as I did. Right, um, yes. So I, I am glad they repurposed it for Michelle Yeoh. I was going to say something about the fighting. Right. So I've said before on this podcast that I'm not really good at being able to tell if the fighting is good or bad the way they film it. I mean, because I think The Dark Knight is great and I never notice how bad the fighting is. Yeah. And that's, like all you can focus on <laughs> yeah, when you watch it's, that it's movie. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Um, but the, it's really entertaining to watch. And for me, like, I get tired of fight scenes that never happened to me in this movie mm -hmm. I was really excited every time there was going to be a fight also because there's humor incorporated into that fight and for, yeah. in order for her to jump to a different dimension or universe or whatever they have to do something that's like the least probable thing they would do in that moment mm -hmm. um, so it's always some weird quirky thing that they do in order to jump to another dimension right yeah um, yeah, it's done really well. It's explained to you a few times in this movie what's happening, so you never should be confused. I've heard people say it's confusing, and I was ready for that, and then I thought, were you paying attention? Were you watching because, it? Were you on your phone? Yeah, or? because they set rules at the beginning, and mm. then they repeat those rules throughout, and yeah. then they stay true to those rules. Yes. So... <laughs> yeah, maybe it doesn't make any sense if you know a lot about dimensional travel uh, there are things that maybe don't add up but yeah relax i thought it was pretty easy to follow yeah it was i want to watch it again right now it's so good well we have a podcast record so you can't Fine, okay you're listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www 
thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2022 film by Alex Garland, Men. Mm-hmm. Yes, our original movie was going to be Mad God, but... Uh, oof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's this, a tough one. And this one is no cookie either, but... No. I have my thoughts on it, and I have my feelings on what it means. Um, uh-huh. So yes, this movie um, came out in 2022. Um, if you know don't know who Alex Garland is. He directed Annihilation, uh, Ex Machina, two great films. Mm-hmm. He also wrote uh, 28 Days Later. He wrote uh, one of my favorite films, Judge Dredd, which I was talking about not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Just Dread, Dread, the 2012 yeah. one. Yeah. Right, he wrote that, yes. So he, he wrote a lot of stuff, and then uh, he's directed a few movies, a lot the ones I've mentioned, along with a TV series. But this is his latest movie, and I like Alex Garland a lot, so I was like, I have to check this out, even though hearing from people that they didn't like it, or they thought it was weird and strange, or that they didn't get it. Um, I think I get it for um, my reasons. I think it's pretty obvious. I mean... I'm curious about who didn't get it. Yeah, um, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get then. there, yes. we'll get there. I was just going to say that I feel like he first called it Men are trash. And I was like, no, let's shorten it down to just men. Men, right. <laughs> it's um, understood. <laughs> so the um, this movie starts out with um, a woman driving to the country. Um, does it start with that or does it start with her in her apartment? I think it starts with her driving in the country. Yeah, the first thing I remember is her being shown the cottage or whatever it is, that big old... Right, the house. Yeah, but, um, house. But throughout like uh, the first half of the movie, we figure, we're we finding out why she is moving to this house in the middle of the country. She just wants to get away. We don't know exactly why, but we can probably guess she might have had some problems with her husband or, yes. or something traumatic happened. So she... Goes to the in uh, I want to say this is in England somewhere. I'm not exactly sure what the name of the town was that she moved to. Doesn't really matter. Somewhere remote, like yes. in the woods. Right. Um, exactly. So, um, but slowly, like I was saying, throughout the first half of the movie, we, we find out what's going on with her, and one of the first scenes that we see is of her in slow motion staring out the window. While someone, we don't know who, is falling down a few stories of a building. Yeah. And this is, I just want to interject, this is Jesse Buckley from Chernobyl, and I'm thinking of ending things. Right, I have yes. a big crush on her right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's seeing um, this guy fall, and then that's where uh, that scene kind of cuts out, uh, to which we find out later on that we're going to keep finding these different, uh, finding out more and more through time, which is... I like how they did in this movie. They didn't do it the whole movie. They did it pretty much just halfway through. You figure out what's bothering her. Yeah. Uh, so she's uh, being shown this place by the uh, the guy who owns uh, owns the joint. Uh, it's a nice big place, like a master bedroom and everything. It's so really nice. And uh, she's just having a nice chit chat with this guy. He seems pretty nice, right? Um, mm-hmm. He leaves her the keys, helps her with her bags, and tells her where everything is and. Uh, he takes off. 
And so then that's where we get to see her all by herself in this house, talking to her one friend on the phone. Um, and her friend is like her moral support. She, um, you know, has helped her through what's happened. And the first conversation they have is of her asking if the homeowner uh, knew about what happened. And he was, she was like, well, she thinks I'm divorced. Oh, he thinks I'm divorced. Um, and throughout this movie, I um, just watching the uh, her friend on screen. You you only see her, her face for the most part in the top half yeah. of her body, mm-hmm. which is kind of important because it comes into play later on in the movie. Um, and that's and then we also start to uh, see more flashbacks of what's happening, and we see that she. Um, wants a divorce from her husband they haven't been happy they haven't even slept in the same bed in the same in like the last year is what he's saying and he tells her if you divorce me i'm going to kill myself mm-hmm. and that just starts off a huge wage of emotions between both of them uh she's upset like how can you say that to me how can you put this on me you can't do that kind of thing and he's very upset he doesn't want to get divorced or anything like that um and then we pretty much end there in that scene with that and then we, because we see the guy falling out of the window in the beginning, and then we see it's him. Yeah. So through this first scene, we're kind of we're led to believe that he killed himself. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to um, in the present time, she. What's her name? I don't want to keep calling her she. I forgot her name. What was it? Harper. Harper, right? Harper. Harper um, starts exploring the grounds and then the the forest and everything, and she comes upon like this big tunnel. And um, it's very, it's a very dark, like, tunnel, you know, just like, uh, I don't know why it's even there, really. You just kind of, I guess it's just a pass-through of a hill, I'm saying. So it's very, very long. It's probably, like, two blocks, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's big enough for a car to go through, but it also Mm. doesn't look like there's enough road for a car to go through. England, I don't know. Yeah, well, they got smaller cars over there, so. (laughs) That's true. Their people aren't as fat, so. Given that, uh, um, so then she approaches this tunnel and it's very echoey, and she starts um, just kind of doing a little singing on there, uh, mm-hmm. just little hums kind of thing, and it would echo, and then she would do another one, and it would match up, and it would make like uh, harmony, like a harmony, right? And after a while, at the end of the tunnel, we see that there's a figure. Um, we can't see this person completely; they're all in black. And suddenly they just start walking towards Harper. Um, Harper, of course, is like, the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she runs away. Because I think all the property belongs to this guy. So there should this person is trespassing. Yes. <clears throat> so she runs away. And as she's heading back to the house, she sees... Um, she's just walking through this field. And it's very beautiful. Uh, but she gets kind of a feeling and looks behind her and in this dilapidated house about 100 yards away she sees just a naked man just standing there staring at her just staring at her yeah because she wanted to take a picture of this house and when she did she noticed the guy was standing there and she was kind of embarrassed by it but at the same time what the fuck kind of thing Mm -hmm. so she um ends up leaving and running away and uh coming back to her place and um And that's when she kind of has another discussion with her friend about, like, what's going on. And 
um, how she saw a naked dude and sent her the picture and everything. I was like, the first thing she did when she got home. She calls the police, doesn't she? No, not yet. Oh, not yet. You're right. No, Sorry. Uh, so when she's at her home speaking with her friend, you can see this naked guy, schlong and everything, just walking around her house, looking in and everything. Like, it's all like, dirty. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's not a very clean man. He's very filthy. And um, he, uh, and this is this is a good scene too because she doesn't notice him right away. So he's slinking in the background. Yeah. She's talking to her friend, and it's just very weird. Um, <laughs> and then that's when she goes to uh, she sees him outside and she tells her friend and uh, she ends up getting attacked by him through the mail slot. So she calls the cops and they come and they arrest him. And they take him off to jail, and she's freaked out by it, and um, she ends up going to the bar, uh, or the local uh, tap that they have there <laughs> anywhere, the fucking pub, pub yeah. <laughs> um, and then that's where she uh, meets, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, one of the police officers mm-hmm. that was at the, uh, oh, whatchamacallit, at the... Property. The property, and um, he pretty much said, yeah, we uh, we had to let him go. Because <laughs> yeah, he hadn't really done anything except trespassing, which apparently right. is not a big deal. Yeah, it's not a big deal in England, I guess. <laughs> um, so she's obviously pissed off about this, and she and he, she's like, what if I do if she come, he comes back? And he's like, well, let's call us. And she's like, well, great, fuck. And so she, she leaves very angrily. Uh, actually, a part that I forgot... Prior to this, which is really important too, is that um, through what we end up finding out is that um, Harper's boyfriend, I mean Harper's husband, uh, of course puts on the the suicide thing, and so Harper retreats back to a different part of the house, and um, he follows, and of course they're very upset still talking, and she's texting her friend about how he's a she's afraid of him mm-hmm. and he t- rips the phone out of her hand and reads what's going on and he's like you're afraid of me and everything and he ends up punching her in the face and, mm-hmm. and knocking her on the ground and of course that this is a really big no-no in a relationship of course we all know that i wonder why she's afraid of you so then she kicks him out and then that's when we learn that he either slipped because he was trying to climb down the fence to get to the apartment because she locked him out, or because he busted his way into someone else's apartment, mm-hmm. or he actually did it right in front of where her. Where he jumped, yeah. And where he jumps, and he jump, and when he does jump, he falls, and his arm gets um, impaled by the uh, of the fence on the on the ground. So he's half hanging off there, and rest of, like part of his legs all broken and fucked up. His hands like split in yeah, two. Yeah, split because it got hung up. So, um, so then that's where we learn about these things. And so, to grieve about it, she go. She hears about this church that's in town. So she visits the church, um, and then she screams in the church because she's upset about everything that's happened. Um, so she leaves and sees um, a little boy, or we presume to be a little boy, outside of the church. Wearing a like a, a face of a female, like one of those really generic looking female face masks, 
and he asks her if he wants to play hide and seek, and she's like, no, I don't feel like it. And he takes the mask off, and it's the the face of a man, not, yeah. not of a little boy, of a man. Like Children of the Corn guy. Right, yeah, yeah that guy. It's just like that. Uh, and, of course, he gets upset because she doesn't want to play hide-and-seek, calls her a bitch, and then that's when the uh, a priest who was in, or a vicar or whatever, who was in the church comes out and tells tells the little guy to get out of here, and he's like, fuck you guys. And then um, he pretty much asks her, like, hey, um, I mean, I heard you grieving in there. I thought you were praying at first, and then you were grieving, and I didn't want to approach you, but here I am now, and... You want to talk about it. So she tells him everything about what happened. And the priest listens and he feels bad. He uh, And there's just subtle little things in, in the movie too where you pick up on where he puts his hand on her leg maybe for a little too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Way too long. The fact that he did a period. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then he pretty much says to her he's like why didn't you, why didn't you just give him another chance he said he was sorry kind of thing and she's like what the fuck are you talking about like are you mad and so she ends up telling him to fuck off and she walks away from him and then that's when she goes to the bar and then the cop is a dick also and she's mm-hmm. just kind of getting all these vibes from the all these guys in town so she goes home well at that point the owner of the house is at the pub yes. right and he buys her a drink i believe yeah and you know he hears about what happened and everything he's like, oh shit i'm sorry about that kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then that's when she she goes home and i believe she talks to her friend again about and that she wants her friend to come over because she, i mean there's just like she went out here to to get away from everything. And right. Here, everything is here again. She and doesn't feel safe. Exactly. And so, there, there's a moment that's kind of important. She, the friend offers to come up and says, you can drink and I can sit or something like yes. that. That's important. Yes. And so <laughs> she ends up, um, her friend's like, okay, I'm going to head on over there. And whenever she tries to get the information, her phone starts to fuck up. And so Harper's like, um, for like the second time, tries to do it vocally and it doesn't happen. Like the phone fucks up again. Mm-hmm. So her friend just was like, text me the address. I'm on my way. It's like mm-hmm. four hour drive. So, okay. So now we know her friend is on the way, but then, then that's when shit starts to really happen in this movie is that she walks outside and sees the, um, a co- the cop that she saw in the pub just standing on her lawn, not saying anything. And then the lights flicker and he's gone. Mm-hmm. So you know that either something supernatural is going on or potentially um, this could be all in her head kind of thing. Uh, I guess you can decide by the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I have an opinion about that, but <clears throat> we'll, we'll wait to the end. Yes. Uh, and then that's when the naked man shows up again. Oh, wait, no. Um, that's when... Yeah, the naked man shows up. And then the little boy shows up. And then... No, wait, wait, wait. I'm getting this all wrong. Um, someone tries to get her through the the mail slot. Oh, it's the naked guy. Yeah. Tries to get her through the mail slot again. But instead of like being attacked by him, she stabs his hand. Mm-hmm. And, no, stabs his arm like right in yeah. the, right in the radius, and you think you'd freak out or anything, but he doesn't move at all. He is, ends up ripping through his arm, 
And but, threw his hand to make it like a double kind of hand. And it's Alex Garland also did Annihilation, and this is very reminiscent of that. It's not violent or gross. It's just like disturbing, delicate, and mm. weird. Yeah. And then that's yeah, that's what happens. So um, now this this naked dude is all disfigured, and that's when the little boy appears in her home, and he's got the same disfigurement of the arm that the she stabbed through the door mm-hmm. and uh he's pretty much saying you know why didn't you do this with me why didn't you you know if you would have just done this kind of thing um and then that and then she runs away from him and she locks the door and then that same entity becomes the priest with the split arm and everything mm-hmm. and then um the priest tries to uh, sexually assault her. She gets uh, hits him with something. She gets away again, and then that's when the property owner shows up. Mm-hmm. And as far as we know so far, the property owner is a, a, a nice guy. Yeah, he's been really cool with her. So we don't know. I mean, through all the men she's met so far, they've all been kind of shitty. So we so might be expecting he, it. Right. He's the only one who's not gaslighting her. Right. Yes. <laughs> and. Um, he ends up hanging out with her and checking things out, and then he disappears. So then I think after that, and after all the shit that happens, she gets in her car and takes off, and she hits him with the car because he's in the driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, uh, she didn't kill him, but he gets up, and he says something to her, I forgot, and then rips her out of the car, throws her out of the car, and drives off. And then drives back mm-hmm. to attack her and run her over, and she escapes, gets to the house again, and um, from there, fuck, where do we go from there? Uh, oh, then uh, <laughs> this is where it really starts to get nuts: is that <laughs> the through an order of of uh, I don't know what, but through all the men that she's met throughout this time. Starts getting pregnant very, very quickly and starts birthing another man that she had met. Yeah. Uh, multiple times. Very uh, slowly, very annihilation. Graphic. Um, they show the birth right up there of, of the big guys just falling, coming through like either the, the, the vagina or the stomach or the mouth. Mm-hmm. And then we see that the uh, the last one that this happened. I mean, you really got to see it to believe it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not giving it that much justice. You got to see it. Yeah. But the final birth that happens is of her her husband that who had killed himself. Yeah. Um, his injury from being impaled on the fence is very reminiscent of the injury that all the men that uh, she's met have acquired through her stabbing the one through the door. Mm-hmm. And. Um, that's end of the movie right there for the most part. Well, then they sit together, they right? They sit down, right. Uh, his leg is all broken and busted like he was when he died. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on the couch. I, I forgot what they said at the end, though. Do you remember? Oh, my God. I even went back and read it because I couldn't remember. Everybody, hold on. Shut up. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, Harper asks him what he wants from her. And he says... I want your love. Uh-huh. Like he's the only one who gets to make this yeah. decision between the two of them. And then, and then that's when the first credit appears. Um, but then there's the epilogue. We see that her friend finally makes it to the house. Um, 
parks her car and gets out and looks, and then we see Harper sitting outside also smoking a cigarette. All this shit that happened happened. Mm-hmm. And then well, we, yeah, yeah, very all, symbolic, but sure. Fine, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean. I'm not saying with all the shit that happened in the house, but when she pulls up, she sees that the car was crashed. Yes. So we know that none of this shit is necessarily in her head. Right. That it really happened. And I think that's an important part right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her friend gets out of the car and closes the door, and then we see that she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. And Harper smiles. And then that's the end of the movie. And that's the end. Yeah. Right. So... um, you want to, I, whose interpretation should we go with first? Yours or mine? I did most of the talking so far. So. Oh, well... Um, I think you're, it would be more appropriate if you were to... <laughs> well, it's funny that you should say that because it was still written and directed by a man. Mm-hmm. So a man who's really, really interested in the female psyche, like, but still through the lens of the male gaze. Like, mm-hmm. this movie was definitely about, like... A horror movie about the male gaze. It's very mm-hmm. obvious to me that that's what it's about. I didn't mm-hmm. dislike it. I liked Annihilation more. Oh, yeah. That was um, great. Yeah. And I liked Ex Machina more. Um, but again, like, there's definitely a theme there. Right. Of, yeah, the male gaze uh, and the female psyche. Um, I, it's not that I didn't like it. It just seemed kind of a little more in my face about it this time than it was with Annihilation or Ex Machina. Uh Like, the symbolism was real heavy. Right. Um, Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I also think it talks and speaks... uh, One of the points speaks about how... This is generational kind of thing. The, uh, the birth and rebirth and rebirth, I agree, yes. Yes, and then... um, it needs to stop at some point. Mm-hmm. And I think when we see Harper's friend and she's pregnant, I think that's a sign of uh, of going in the right direction in a way. It's hopeful. Hope yeah, I think right that's there. what it's supposed and, to and be. And that's why she smiles at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the naked guy, I think, is just... Um, his a male's... Or his representation of what she wants and what uh, and what ends up happening, what he thinks she wants, right. not what she wants. Right, 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 I'm right. sorry. I have to be very, very fucking clear in this movie. Yeah, right yeah, now. please. Thank you. Okay, so, I get it. yes. <laughs> Especially the car thing, okay? And <laughs> um, that he shows his pain on the outside. And you can see... Like all, like his arm. Um, at the end of the movie, his face is just covered with shit and leaves mm-hmm. and everything. And that's, I, I believe, his interpretation. Just like at the end of the movie, where he says, "I, I just want love," right? I want your love. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's a, a different kind of representation of that, also. Um, yeah, I think each of the men represents a different, uh, the male gaze from a different person. Like, there's the guy you're renting from, there's the police officer, there's the creepy homeless guy. Right. There's your abusive husband. Right. And no matter where you go, it's, you're not going to get away from it kind of thing, too. And Mm -hmm. that's another thing I got from this movie, too. Yeah, I agree. But um, I think I liked this movie more than you did. 
Um, I think you did too. I liked it. It's not that I don't like it. I want to think about it more. Yeah, I think it. It. This is a definitely a movie which I've thought about for a couple days now. Yeah. So uh, there's definitely something there if I'm still thinking about it yeah. and not hating it. And the Annihilation and Ex Machina, same thing. Yeah. Like, I needed to digest those for a little while. Right, right. I think this is a good film to, to for one of those, for, for that, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just to kind of think about it for a while afterward and yeah. what it means to you and, and what it represents. Because even Alex Garland said, um, this is up to your interpretation. Right. This isn't, like, I hope you take this in a certain, in whatever way you want, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not going to say what I think it means. I'm going to let you guys do that. And I think yeah, that's Yeah, I guess it's cool, but it's pretty obvious to me, Alex Garland, what you were going for here. Sure, well, everything's up to for interpretation. Right, right. I think it's pretty clear what mm-hmm. you were trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. But we can also agree that she, um, from like halfway through the movie on... Or from the time that guy appears, uh, the cop appears in her backyard, that's... Or anything... I mean, I'm going to say a lot of different parts in this movie are in her head, except for the naked guy. I want to say the guy in the tunnel was, uh, wasn't there. Okay. I, um, the guys who were hanging out in her... Like, the cop and everyone who was coming to her house wasn't there. They never came there. Uh, I am just think that was her way of dealing with grief and that was affecting her and that she um, um, I guess maybe she tried to uh, when she got in her car and she tried to run away and she got stopped that was just another thing of of, of women who were abused end up going back to where they were abused kind of thing yeah okay I could see that I guess those parts are up for interpretation yeah and then, then that's kind of what I got from them. Because um, I, I don't know whether I think... I'm not even thinking in terms of what was actually reality and what she was just seeing as she was processing grief. I just think it's all so symbolic. It almost doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it was real or not. That's yeah, that's all. true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I say check it out. I, um, yeah, me too. Give your, uh, watch something different. You know, this isn't like you're... Uh, jump scare fest. I mean, Mm-mm. this is a movie you got to pay attention to and watch yeah. and see the little things. But yeah, there's just these little parts and the conversations and, and subtle movements and things that you you don't necessarily see or microaggressions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, they're all abundant in this film. Yeah. So I say gaslighting. Let me say it yep. again. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, check it out. All right, guys. Thank you for giving us a listen. I know this is a longer episode. Even though earlier in this one, I was like, ah, we're pretty short. But this, one, <laughs> this one's running close to an hour and a half. Uh, two months of content we had to talk yeah, about. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>